rolling, rolling, rolling. We are rolling. Welcome everybody. Welcome. Um, so I'm just gonna play a quick poem. Um, as everybody starts joining. Hi everyone. I'm quickly gonna play a poem. I usually play a poem um just as we start to warm us into everything and get us, you know, thinking about things. Let me know if you can hear me. Um just so that I know the sound is good, and then I can start from the poem. It is called um, One Poet's Cry for Black Lives in the Face of Injustice, um, and it's by a guy called Prince Amioka. I'm going to put all the information in my bio after the video has uh, saved up. So um, I'm going to play the poem for you guys while we wait for everybody else to get here. My name is Prince Amoko, and the name of this poem is If I. I watched them try to colonize Colin Kaepernick, but couldn't take his shit from him. Because what he knelt for will always be greater than what you stood for. North America will never be great again. Tell your mama, tell your friends that the Reaper is coming. Little by little, we solving this riddle. Our future is brittle. The Grim Reaper took my soul when the man who killed me was acquitted. Ain't nothing new, except for the facts that I've been telling you. I know the color of my skin reflects the moon, but doesn't reflect bullets, cause my melanin ain't Black Panther, vibranium bulletproof. But when I die, I still shout Wakanda forever, forever and ever. Amen. I watched a young black boy bleed out the scriptures his mama once whispered in his ear. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Then mama, why was the white man's cane able to beat me down and the life of my blood making no sounds to heaven? While my blood danced and maneuvered through the cracks and pebbles on the ground as I watched lifelessly, what a sight to see. My mama screaming in the streets, young black boys, please don't drive cars with your families. Rest in peace, Philando Castile. Young black boys, aim for the stars, but don't get caught under them. That's when the police will beat you like Rodney King, cause at night is when men and officers turn beasts. But mama didn't know getting caught at night now is obsolete. Cause they can kill us in broad daylight with our hands behind our back, face down, constantly screaming, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Rest in peace, Eric Gardner. But officer, I can see your intentions, your heart is filled with melanin cause you're just as dark as me And even though this city was built off the backs of my ancestors, there's no need to walk all over my back Literally, I got a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, who are all home right now waiting for bow Mama, I watched him kill one of my brothers and put him in the dirt And I know that you said no weapon formed against me shall prosper, but Mama, I really don't want to get hurt. So maybe, just maybe, Mama, no weapon formed against me will not prosper. It's only true if I shoot first.
just seeing the injustice injustice happening over the past couple of years, starting with Trayvon, Eric Gardner, and all those individuals just really inspired me to write something because, like, I feel like I connected with them on some kind of level because that could be me, right? Okay, so that was a poem by a poet called Prince Amiyoko. Um, and it's about black lives in the face of endless injustice. Um, welcome to everybody. Usually what I'll do at the beginning of every live session is I play a piece of music or a, a poem about whatever topic it is we're talking about, just so that people can maybe start thinking about it before we start and get like mellow and relaxed and, and be prepared to have this topic. I'm just waiting for my co-host, um, Charmaine, to enter the chat room, um, and then we can get started. Um, in case I haven't already greeted you, hi to everybody. Um, my name is Ropa Fadzo Mangwari, and this is Fuzzo Productions. Um, it's a place where we just want to have conversations that... Um, are affecting people every day in a safe environment that is non-judgmental, non-toxic, and just allows us to ask questions in a free um, and constructive way and allows us to have open conversations about things that might be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and I'm a strong believer that if you're uncomfortable, it's room for you to... Um, to really look at what is going on and figure out why you're uncomfortable and look at look at it from a constructive point of view rather than I'm uncomfortable so I don't want to have this conversation. So I'm just adding my co-host for today. Um, her name is Charmaine Magumba. If you guys haven't met her, she is a phenomenal lady. She is like everything. <laughs> Um, like literally, I look at her as one of my mentors. Um, she's very active when it comes to race relations and just activism within Peterborough. Um, she's a very inspiring lady and she's going to be breaking down a lot about um, some of the things that are happening um, within the African American and the Black community, not just in America, but in Canada as well. Um, I think a lot of people have a, a misconception that this is an American problem, but it's closer to home than we think. So I'm just waiting for Charmaine to accept. Um, let's see. There we go. So as she adds herself, um, we might be having a little bit of a technical difficulty, um, but Charmaine will be joining us soon. And if um, any of you guys have any questions for us throughout the live session, please feel free to add them. This is a very free environment. Um, we're open to conversations. No question is a bad question. Um, you're better off asking it and getting clarification than not knowing at all and then just acting without knowing if it's going to have any negative repercussions or not. Um, I feel like we're having some technical difficulties with getting Charmaine to come in. So I'm going to try and add her one more time. 
Okay, as we wait, uh, I'm just gonna run you guys by the itinerary for the evening. Um, before I start, I am gonna give out a disclaimer. Um, I'm in no way claiming that I know everything about the topic, um, and I will be sharing, all the opinions that will be shared here are all uh, opinions that are based on my own opinion and my own experience, and I'm sure Charmaine is the same. Um, and this is, again, a safe space, and we encourage people to participate and ask questions. Um, it may be uncomfortable. It's a, a very uncomfortable conversation to have for a lot of us, um, but um, it's important for us to talk about it. And I will just say, if you feel a little bit overwhelmed by some of the content that we're going to be talking about, um, you, I'm giving you permission to just like take a little bit of a break um, and step aside if you have to um, and come back and regroup. I will also say that if you want any more information, um, feel free to Google it. Yay, Charmaine is here! <laughs> the woman of the hour. Technical <laughs> difficulties. Oh my gosh. It's okay. You're here, and that's all that matters. I'm just giving a quick disclaimer for everybody, um, just so that we get that out of the way before we start. Um, and then the last disclaimer is that uh, we should be respectful in our interactions. Um, again, I'm, I think it's important that we ask questions, um, but let's be uh, respectful of everybody's opinion. You don't have to agree, but you can listen. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to get the lighting a little bit better. I'm really new at this, but um, I'm trying to... Ah, can you guys see me? It's horrible. You need know. to turn your camera this way. There you oh, go. Oh, like that? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> this is not what I want it to, to be, but anyhow, we'll... You look good. I know, but it's like, ah. Uh... Anyhow. I comb, okay. my hair and, I can't comb my hair and everything, so... We appreciate that. I like tried to look pretty. I was like, oh, let me just get out of my pajamas. <laughs> okay, so it's so I'm going to start the program. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I'm going to start with a land acknowledgement. Um, uh, I'm looking to the side because I have my presentation in case anybody's wondering. Um, yeah, but... Uh, we respectfully acknowledge that we are on the treaty and territory, traditional territory of the Mishishaksnage Anishinaabeg people. We offer our gratitude to the First People uh, for their care for and teachings about our earth um, and our relations. May we honor those teachings. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Um, for everybody who's joining, today we will be talking about racism and racial discrimination and just like talking about race um, just in general. And we want to ask, uh, we want to answer your questions as well. Obviously, I received some questions from my various social medias from people 
um, and did a quick Google search as well of some questions that people had. Um, so we are going to be answering some of those questions. And I have Charmaine here to uh, give us a little bit more information and hopefully help educate and empower us to move forward in these um, uncertain times. Um, Charmaine, do you mind introducing yourself for people yeah. who might not know who you are? So I'm uh, Charmaine Mugumbe, and I'm um, a chairperson of Community Race Relations here in Peterborough. I've been the chairperson for the last uh, four years. Um, I'm involved in the community, uh, organizing um, different uh, social uh, activists um, activities, uh, especially around Black Lives Matter. We um, started our first uh, Black, Ma Black Lives Matter um, thing and have my Black Lives Matter t-shirt on. <laughs> uh, we started the first one in 2014 in Peterborough um, mm -hmm. in response to the Eric Gardner um, killing. Um, mm -hmm. back then and then we've had uh, every every year from 2014 to I believe 2019 um, I believe 2018 was the solidarity um, rally in response to the white supremacy group here in Peterborough um, mm -hmm. that, by, that by far was the largest one that we did um, yeah and just involved with community race relations helping um organizing different uh things for definitely black history month and just um trying to um be in the community building uh race relations improving race relations here in peterborough so that's a little bit about me i'm uh, a mom of five um mm -hmm. and also i'm a, a grandma of <laughs> I love you three. Um, yeah, and the youngest uh, is a month old. Uh, actually, oh it's a, a month old today. Oh, uh, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah, so I'm just so happy. Um, yeah, it's all good. Congratulations. So, <laughs> um, well, thank you for introducing yourself. Uh, for people who might not know who I am, my name is Ropa Fazo Mangwari. I'm a student at Trent University. Um, in my fourth year doing business administration with a specialization in entrepreneurship, uh, uh, marketing and consumer culture. And um, I know Charmaine because we've actually met a couple of times. Uh, I do work with her at uh, CRC. Uh, we've been working together for a year. Now? Yeah, at least yeah. minimum. But it feels like <laughs> it feels like a long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we did do the um, Zim fundraiser a couple of years ago, um, yeah. and I think that's probably where we like really met. But I, oh, actually, I know what it was too. You were definitely that was uh, for the new Canadian Center that is Zimbabwean, uh, Zimbabwean, Zimbabwean night, and uh, my aunt um, from Zimbabwe, um, mm -hmm. she came and asked me for a couple of outfits. And you wore my outfit. You wore the outfit. <laughs> my outfit. It was the yellow, yellow yes! outfit. You were in. And you didn't even know that that was my outfit. That's um, crazy. You, you graced that. And um, oh my since then, um, I've also worn a, a couple of, uh, well, uh, one of your pieces that I just simply love. But yeah, so that's yeah. another connection. And of course, another connection is technically we're both Zimbabweans. Um, You're my sister. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, so um, my last name is Magumbe, so uh, not, not Magabe. It's very close. <laughs> we have the M in it. 
have the M in there. Yeah, so I, I lived in Zimbabwe for seven years, but I'm Jamaican born and I, I've lived in uh, Canada for most of my life. But um, yeah, so I just love talking about Zimbabwe with Ropa and uh, all the different things to do with Zimbabwe is great. I'm extremely Sorry. passionate about Zimbabwe. So if you want to have conversations, we're here, ready to talk yeah. to you about Zimbabwe. <laughs> yeah, Zimbabweans in Jamaica, definitely, too. 100%. Okay, so you and I can go on and on and on, but yeah, uh, the peoples are here for the conversation. Um, so basically, the way we're going to break down the show is that... Um, we're going to first start by defining some of the terms we're going to be using. Um, I never want to make the assumption that everybody's aware of what words mean or what names are. Um, so I'm just going to define everything. Charmaine is going to go into depth with some of them. Um, and then we're going to ask Charmaine some questions. Um, and then straight after that, uh, depending on how much time we have, we might have another live session after this one. Um, okay. where we'll basically be having like an open table talk. And if you want to re request to be added to the video, you absolutely can. And you can just share your opinions and ask your questions and have the people ask you questions as well. Okay. So um, we're going to start by defining, I think, three important um, definitions. The first one is going to be, we're going to define what race is. And then that's going to lead us to define what racism is and then talk about what justice and racial justice means. So um, according to one of the dictionaries I found, um, the word race is used to describe people based on their physical appearance, often using the color of their skin to identify them. Um, your race could be white or Caucasian, Black, African-American, Hispanic, uh, or Latino, Asian, um, uh, a mix. And they give like a bunch of other um, kinds of races that are available. Um, racism uh, is also called um, racialism. Um, and it's any act or practice or belief that reflects the race uh, reflects the racial worldview, the ideology that humans may be divided um, into separate and exclusive biological entities called races. That there is a causal link between inherited physical traits and traits of personality, intellect. Uh, morality and other cultural and behavioral features and that some races are innately super superior to others so a very simplified version of that is that uh, racism um, is basically uh, when a group of people are treated unfairly because of their race I'm almost done with the definitions I just always want to get them out of the way before we start so that everybody's aware of what we're talking about um, racial justice, um, justice, sorry, justice first on its own, um, just generally means fairness. So racial justice means equal and fair treatment of all races. Um, but, but what does that really mean? Racial justice means having policies, beliefs, practices, attitudes, and actions that promote equal opportunities um, and treatment of people of all races. It's also important to note that racial justice is both um, an individual and a gov 
governmental responsibility. It is the responsibility of you as an individual citizen, um, but it is also the responsibility of the government to promote policies and attitudes that are racially just. So I think those are our um, definitions. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of <laughs> really big words <laughs> and a bit wordy, but I'm sure if you do like a quick Google search, you can find um, more simpler definitions or more complicated definitions, depending on what you want. Um, so Charmaine, I have a question for you. Yeah. My first question is, how did we get here? Could I, could I get up? Like, could you, could you tell us like a little bit about like the history um, yeah. and uh, sure. of like okay, race please. relations um yeah. yeah so i'm just trying to uh sort this out a little bit oh i lost my face it's all um, good um okay. crc actually just commented and said that racism equals racial prejudice plus social and institutional power thank you crc that is a perfect little nugget yeah, yeah. Yes, and I, I definitely agree with that. Race is about privilege and power, and mm -hmm. the, dominant, uh, the dominant society um, um, using their power to uh, making um, the minority feel inferior. And mm -hmm. like you said, usually it's based on skin color. Uh, another thing is as well is um, in Desmond Cole's book, uh, in, my, in the skin we're in, um, he talks about racism and about how um, it's more than just hatred, but in his book he says it's um, it's uh, it's a broad sympathy towards some and a broader skepticism towards others. So mm -hmm. it's um, people like giving more of a break for a person in the dominant culture, i.e., white people, and saying, "Oh, um, you know, the benefit of the doubt." That's how I like to see the benefit of the mm -hmm. doubt. Whereas somebody who is um, a darker skin, um, they don't give that benefit doubt. They start to maybe, uh, just because they're a person of color, they may be, oh, they're, you know, um, they can't be that good or, you know, even that smart, especially with smartness. So, uh, for example, for myself, um, I've had incidents, for example, I, I play the violin and I remember taking um, some music theory uh, courses uh, mm -hmm. it was like, um, in the Royal Conservatory. And I had a teacher and we were, and she, we were going through the, the work and I had homework, so I'd come back and she'd mark my homework. And it was always very good. Like my marks would be like 90% or something, really good marks. And, mm -hmm. and I, it was an older white woman. And I thought we were building a good rapport. Like I thought, yeah. you know, she seemed really friendly. Like most Canadians are very polite. And you, mm -hmm. you know, don't know that they're going to, what they think about you as a black person. You just think, oh, they, they're accepting me because they're talking and we're having conversation. And then after yeah. like maybe four sessions, I go there and she marks my work and is, of course, almost perfect. And then she says to me, oh, by the way, uh, you don't have to have someone to, um, doing your homework for you. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's because I was like, you know, she she couldn't believe that uh, a black person could be doing so well, getting like 90% or more. And she's like, you don't have to have somebody else. 
So it, it's, it's, it's that sort of wow. racism that people are skeptic about you because of your skin mm -hmm. color. Like, oh, I don't know about, about this person. Um, but if you're like the dominant uh, culture, the, the white or they're like, oh, this person's really smart, you know, mm -hmm. that, that's a conversation. So the history um, of racism, actually, uh, racism, um, and again, I'm, I'm taking from an excellent book that I totally recommend that everybody read, is How to Be an Anti-Racist. Uh, he's on my website, just love him. Uh, he talks a lot about the history of racism and what racism is about. Mm -hmm. um, so he said that the first time the word race uh, was used is in 1481 um in a hunting poem okay and in his oh. book yeah in his book um uh abram x uh candy x because mm -hmm. the x is the fact that his father when they um when they named him his father named him henry that's actually his middle name and then when he was doing his research on racism he mm -hmm. found out that Prince Henry, um, back in the 1500s, uh, 15th century, uh, was the um, like basically the father of racism, and um, so oh. he was very upset when he was doing his research and found out that the name Henry comes from he was the father of racism. So from that point on, he said, "I do not want to be. I do not want my name Henry. Like just no." Mm. So, that's where the X comes into his name. Um, and it, the, the history is that um, has to do with slavery. And um, back in those days, slavery was not just limited to African people or people who were black. Um, yeah. Slavery was very broad. In fact, um, the um, Islamic, um, uh, they had, their, um, had started slavery in 1400 and they were, they were taking um, people who were blonde hair, blue eyes. And that's where the word slavery comes from, Slavic mm. countries, European countries. So that's the origins of the word. And so back then, um, they were uh, taking um, slaves from all around the world. And so um, eventually, um, the word um, racism came into effect and they, it was a constructed, that's where it, mm -hmm. uh, racism is a construct, uh, to um, basically justify what they were doing in the slave trade, right? Mm -hmm. so, um, to say that, uh, and it was, a, it was a collection of people say, you know, let's make, uh, you know, construct this theory that black people are inferior, and um, so that basically that's when racism started off to, it was, and it was a hierarchy. And so that's why when I also talk about, think about racism too, I think about like uh, South Africa and their apartheid mm. system, right? the hierarchy. So racism yes. started off with a hierarchy and, and, and you can see in slavery, that is uh, the um, continent, uh, the um, African slavery the white the fairer you were the better you were treated because uh it was based racism was based on a hierarchy as far as judging you from your skin color because mm. um, like i said back in the 14th uh 15th centuries when they started slavery it um 
it, it was all shades of color. But then to justify the um, African slavery, um, they made it into they're inferior, they're not human. We could treat them anyway, and and it stemmed, it stemmed up um, to to the point we're at now. So okay. that's, that's you, the foundation of racism. Would you like be able to explain like what's going on right now for people who might not be aware? Um, I feel okay. like the way you explain things is is very like easy to grasp and is is easy for a lot of people to understand. So if you could like just explain what's going on right now. Um, that would be amazing. Yeah, and someone just asked, is that where colorism comes from? Absolutely, that's where colorism comes from, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, um, it was to justify that, um, you know, the darker you, the darker you are, the uh, basically the worse you, off you are in the mm -hmm. society, and um, the superior ones are the ones who are white, and so if you were deemed as um, fair-skinned Black person, you're going to be in the house, mm -hmm. <laughs> not in the field, you know, you know, you're too good to be digging the dirt. Mm -hmm. right? Got to be in the house. You got to be in the house with the other, with the other folks, you know, yeah. with other white folks, right? Yeah. So I could go on about the whole thing about <laughs> colorism as well, but we, we, I don't want to digress. Uh, so yeah, I will say if people want more information about the colorism, we've been talking about colorism for the whole of May. Um, mm -hmm. So we do have videos on our YouTube channel of just like conversation about colorism and where it started and how it's like whether this colorism in this century and within Canada and within Peterborough, colorism in the workplace, colorism in schools, um, all of that fun stuff and so much more. So all of that is available on our YouTube channel if anybody wants yeah. to check it out. Yeah. So um, just so what's happening now, especially about um, the protests that are, that are happening in the States um, mm -hmm. regarding uh, George uh, Floyd, who unfortunately, um, as a Black person, a Black man, um, he had recently just lost his job. Um, he was a security guard at a bar. He recently lost his job. He went into a store to buy um, something. And um, he used a $20 bill, a counterfeit $20 bill. Now, the, even the owner of the store said he doesn't even know whether or not he knew he, you know, was, he yeah. had used a counterfeit $20 bill. But um, so that's what happened. The owner phoned um, the police. And of course, he must have said a black, a big black African guy, because you could imagine four police officers for mm. a $20 bill counterfeit that not only that, he was unarmed. When the police yeah. get there, he was, George was sitting in his car, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, the videos that I've seen uh, was that uh, there was no resistance for him to, they took him out of the car, he didn't resist. Brought him to the sidewalk, he didn't resist. Handcuffed him, he didn't resist. Sat him on the ground, he didn't resist. Led him to the police car, he didn't resist. Yeah. And then um, <coughs> all of a sudden, you see this uh, the other video with the um, knelt knee of that police white police officer. Now, what happened in in that situation it was total. I think of about up to ten minutes. The first mm -hmm. two and a half minutes is where you hear, unfortunately, George saying, "I can't breathe." It was first two mm -hmm. and a half minutes. The rest of the time, he is limp. He is not talking. He is quiet. 
So it meant that within that two and a half minutes, that's when he basically died. So just recently they did an autopsy because at the first time they did the autopsy, they said it was not due to um, a suffocate, like it wasn't due to suffocation, it wasn't due to the fact yeah. that the police officer had put his knee on his neck. That was mm -hmm. done through the county. They said it wasn't due to <laughs> suffocation. So the family did an independent, independent autopsy and it mm -hmm. definitely said he died because of that. Um, wow. So there's like, you know, and you know, and another thing that happened, I haven't seen the whole eight minutes, but I watched, mm -hmm. uh, I guess enough of it. I don't want to really see the whole thing. But yeah. another part of that was the fact that um, the bystanders, you could hear them shouting, like, you know, he's saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Yeah. And then one, one part of the video, um, one of the bystanders actually, he tries to go, like he tries to break through the uh, police officers are holding back the bystanders. You can only imagine, and yeah. then um, the by uh, so he they try to break through, but the police officers holding them back and saying no, 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 no. So, um, so I can only imagine. Um, it's you know. So basically, the only his only crime was being a black man, and that was his crime, was being a black man, and unfortunately, he was killed in such a horrendous horrendous way um mm. so that's that's what's leading up to these right and uh, you know you see on the streets people are, are um breaking the windows and stuff and definitely we don't condone violence at mm. all mm. but you can understand the frustration of um hundreds of years of being um people people judging you just because you're black you know yeah it could have been and I mean, the guy was sitting in his car. He was sitting mm. in his car. Because when I first heard it, I thought, well, maybe because he was using the $20 bill, maybe he was arguing the, with, the, with the, the owner of the store. Owner. And he was, yeah, he was being difficult. And the police came and they had to, you know, kind of fight him down to the ground. And then they kneeled on him. But everything shows the guy was actually sitting in his car when this happened. It was like, oh, my gosh. He was sitting in his car. So he wasn't even in the store. He was in his car peacefully. They took him out peacefully. They handcuffed him peacefully. There was no resistance. Yeah. So it was a violent death. And it was just um, really shocking to, to see that, like just the tragedy of someone dying. Because that could have been any black man. It could have been yeah. my son. Right? Yeah. It could have been my son. And not like, you know, not knowing that he used a counterfeit $20 bill. And mm. then, you know, right. See, so. like, I even find it interesting that you said that they had to do two autopsies. Yeah. Because then, for me, that shows, like, there's malicious intent there to some yeah. degree. Because why cover it up? Exactly. Like, why make it seem like it's something that's not, that didn't happen when there's exactly. evidence that it's, it's happened that way? Yeah, exactly. And then I, so I guess my, my next question is, do you think that there's the problem is with having, I've heard a lot of people talk about this is a bad apple situation. We just have bad apples in the system. Is it a bad apple problem or well, is it like a whole barrel situation? So that's a really good question because 
uh it, yeah one bad one bad apple spoils a whole bunch of mm-hmm. what is it? <laughs> there's a song i think it's a michael jackson song <laughs> one bad apple spoil a whole bunch of Woo! i don't know what they say <laughs> So no it's like there's like even with um I know we talk about it in business all the time that like whenever there's like fraudulent things that are happening they always talk about how well we need to remove the bad apples but it's like if it's happening over and over and over over periods of time is it really a, just a bad apple or is the whole barrel already infected is yeah. the tree we're plucking the apples from mm-hmm. infected too So yeah, I want to so, hear your opinion on that. No, so I I totally um it's more it's more than that, right? It's yeah. it's within the whole system as how people view black uh policemen like um I I read Black Cop is another good book. Uh their police officers regardless if they're black or white because I think even in that situation um supposedly that a police officer who did the kneeling he's married to um an asian woman so and it doesn't matter the skin color of the police officer because yeah. um they a black police officer could be um do the, have the same reaction right mm-hmm. is that fear of ingrained fear of a black person black man is like um instant and and again that comes from um back in the slavery back in slavery is like mm-hmm. you know we got to we got to tame them and you know and the concept of that um they're not uh, almost like subhuman and that's why it was mm-hmm. hard to watch that it was like he was subhuman because i have seen other videos of white people getting arrested and that it never gets to that degree of brutality right yeah. so it is more than just one bad apple because push comes to shove um unfortunately people react that way so have you ever seen um the movie crash no okay so crash so in Let that movie, it real quick <laughs> so in that movie crash um as it talks about racism but um so there's uh, this this white police officer younger guy who at the beginning of the movie uh you think um that this young white guy because he seems very nice and he's he's like you know saying to the other police officers about black people oh you know give them a chance like you know you, we shouldn't treat them poorly because just because they're black like you, he's almost like uh, talking the language of anti-racism like you know and so you're thinking this is a good uh white cop like he is anti-racist yeah. right and mm-hmm. then at the end of the movie i'm not going to spoil it because if you watch it you could you could see that he is totally fearful of black people at the end you see what happens at the end uh and like i said i'm not going to say it <laughs> he is like wow it just blows your mind that this guy was really fearful of black but he's just looking like oh i am not that fearful like i mm. i think we're all equal but deep down he's he's like any other uh white police officer and when yeah. he thinks he's fearful he's going to use force to mm. you know protect himself and it's it's just like it's like wow you like it's like when you watch it it's like wow i did not see that coming you know mm. and 
and it's, when I think about racism here in Canada, people like to say, oh, that's uh, just happens in the South, you know, um, it doesn't yeah. happen here, but it does happen here. We had uh, uh, Devonte Miller, um, this yeah. incident in Oshawa where he was beaten, brutally be beaten uh, by two police officers. Now, the big difference is, uh, compared the States to Canada, we don't have the videos. Yes. We don't have, a video. Mm -hmm. we don't have mm -hmm. this is what happened. See, watch this video, right? Yeah. Um, so that's missing. Um, so, and he was brutally beaten. Wow. Another, another, other horrible example is that situation that happened recently in, in the States, Amy Cooper. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you remember about that? Mm -hmm. Do you know she's Canadian? Really? Yes. She is from Ontario. Oh my God. She is from Ontario. Graduated really? from, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, um, what is it? I can look it up, but she graduated. I wrote it down, but she is a uh, graduate wow. from uh, Ontario University. Yeah. That is a Canadian. And that, yeah. So, oh, just in case people don't know about that Cooper thing, because we're talking yeah. like everybody knows. So basically with the Cooper situation in State Central, it was in New York Central Park. Um, it was um, a man, um, Black American man. He's an avid bird watcher, avid bird watcher. And mm -hmm. he was um, in the park um, doing his bird watching. And he was in a section of the park in Central, uh, New York Central Park in New York City. And that section is deemed, um, you have to have your dog's leash. It's like, mm -hmm. you have to. And um, so this woman comes, this white woman um, comes and her dog is off leash. And, and so what they do in the community, uh, the dog, uh, the people who are bird watchers, what they have is they, they have dog treats because they know that if they give uh, those dogs owners who are, have their unleashed dog, um, they will they will put the dog on leash because they don't want you to give them the dog treat. So mm. he asked her, he said, you know, please put your dog on leash. And she wouldn't. She was like, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know. So she did it. And then um, he, uh, he said, okay, I'm going to have to do what I have to do. So he took out the dog treats. And she was beside herself, like, you know, oh, don't do that. Like, you know, she still, I guess, wasn't putting her. Yeah, she is a Canadian. She's Canadian. Yeah. So, um, so, so anyhow, uh, I guess at this point she wasn't um, even trying to put the dog in leash. So he goes, okay, <laughs> they up the ante, these bird watchers. What they did, what they do is they take out their cameras and they start taping. And then usually they'll stop taping as soon as the person puts the dog on leash. And so um, <clears throat> that usually works. And that's, she started freaking out. She started freaking out, and she was like, um, she was like I'm, I'm going to call the police. I'm going to call 911, and I'm going to tell them that I've been attacked by African-American men. I'm being attacked by African-American men. And so the whole thing is videotaped. And then he goes, go ahead. And he has her on video. He's like, go ahead. You call the police and let them know the situation. So she, she does. And then she's on the phone. There's an African-American man. Oh my it's God. threatening my life. 
yeah, she's, and she's hyperventilating and she's like panicking and he's just videotaping this. He's a, a kind of like a far distance and the dog's mm-hmm. running around and almost suffocating the dog. And this is yeah. African American man. I'm in the park and this African American man is trying to attack me. Can you imagine? Traumatic. Yeah. Oh, Windsor or Waterloo. Um, that's yeah. Where, 